0: Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And man, today it's all about grabbing gears and a whole bunch of them. So man, Birdie, this has got to be a little bit exciting for both of us because you and I tend to favor
1: a manual transmission. When you say favor... That's yeah, an understatement. A man pedal. <laughs> that's right. The man pedal and rolling <laughs> right? gears. I mean, when I get into a car, uh, that, that's one of my favorite things. I don't know why. I, I, I've, I've never been explaining it myself, but something about when you get in there, whether it's the control, the, the feeling and talking to the car, it's talking back to you and being able to get it in the right gear, getting the right revs, right? Banging those gears and stopping that, that throttle pedal. Whew. That's some good times right there.
0: Yeah, man, I know for a fact there's been a few times where, you know, even in drag racing, you know, we tend to race automatics and and you're banging gears, that's cool and stuff, but there's something about just the inherent, you know... Third pedal and being able, like you said, man, rev match and you know, know you're grabbing the right gear in the right spot. Even if you want to kick it out a little bit, be able to, you know, downshift and pitch it a little bit. There's just something about that fun factor that increases when you have a manual transmission. There's no way around it. You know, and it's staggering to most, you know, most of the millennial generation, like look at that third pedal and go, I can't drive it. I can't drive it. I'm throwing it in the towel. I don't know what to do. <laughs>
1: They are missing out, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, how we're always staring at our phone. We always got at least the radio on or maybe the TV's on in the background. We need something to occupy ourselves. And, and maybe you just, you know, with an automatic, there's just not enough going on while you're driving. And, and that's a piece of it. But also, the thing that really bugs me in an automatic, uh, you know, when you're trying to do any kind of performance or fun driving, it's just doing whatever it wants. It's like, no, no, no. I want to do what I want right like you downshift. i wasn't ready to down you upshifted right that was too slow i could have done that but you know like it just it's just an awkward thing and i think you're just getting like this middleman out of the way you know and you're like yeah. i want yeah, yeah. direct control of the fun factor you know yeah and you got
0: that right man there's something about you know i've got several old school muscle cars that are the old school four speeds Got several that have been, you know, transferred over to you know a trimic six speed. Uh and I don't know what it is, man. It's just grabbing gears. I don't even have to be taking off hard. You know, it's just when you go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, people know, like, oh, oh, he's driving a manual. He's he's, you know, without even getting on it, you just like, oh, you got a little respect for that guy, you know?
1: Yeah. And then, you know, once you've, you know, mastered the the shift, the basic shift, you know, and you find yourself kind of needing a little bit more you know challenge or something then you can start playing around with the heel toe right oh yeah then you're trying to rev match the engine to your driveline speeds and you're trying to work you know different feet and pedals and blipping the throttle and you know dropping the clutch back in and so there's just a whole nother challenge in there you know and it's like it's like golf. You can play your, you know, golf or whatever your favorite sport is your whole life and and just doesn't feel like you're ever good enough. You know, like you can spend forever. You'll toe in and still feel like, oh, I missed that one. And so I don't know. There's like a forever challenge in there while you're driving and just another notch Never. on the fun factor, you know. <laughs> yeah no doubt and you can miss that too man
0: what's worse you know anybody's ever done it on a motorcycle especially <laughs> I remember one time when i was a kid i just fish man it was gs 1100 i had the old kirker four to one header and stuff and all my friends used to hang out the piggly wiggly and i'm going up there and you can hear this bike forever man and i missed the second gear shift <laughs> all the times i miss it i'm like you know i really need to get that down <laughs> you know i just got in the bike and i was like, man you know it's like damn I hate
1: when that happens oh man you can go from hero to zero real quick by one mischief oh. or you know barking the, you know the synchros or something while you're trying to get it in gear yeah man Woo. happens to the best of us but mostly just really yep. you know <laughs> I haven't done that in years
0: Shut up <laughs> uh, But hey It's always prevalent It's always there You can always You know I've been on a road course And fumbled it a couple times before When I'm really 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 pushing Oh yeah You know But that's That's the inherent part of racing You know That's If you're not doing that on occasion Then you're not pushing yourself You know it's just so happens This kid owns a speed record On a Central City hill climb You know It's a highway They shut down Four lanes wide It's all concrete It's got you know know 26 or 700 feet of elevation climb you know almost 30 turns uh and it is just it's unreal i hold the speed record at 190 i think 0.881 mile an hour or something like that and it's uh basically 191 it's i'll tell you man it is it's flying when you're going that fast around big turns and, you know anything goes wrong and it gets hairy really, really fast. So you got to have your game dialed up. And if, man, if it's not, it's a bad day at the track for you.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I think there's two scenarios. So one is you get a little complacent, a little cocky, and you just kind of, you know, flinging it around and, you know, get to this gear, get to that gear because I've done it a thousand times, and then you're going to, you know. And the other is, like you said, you're just pushing it, man. You're just going, 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 and you just (laughs) run out of magic there, you know. But I tell you – what's awesome is it doesn't matter you know pretty much what kind of car you have uh it doesn't matter what it came with you know because we're hot rodders we build stuff all the time uh you can build your ride you know you can upgrade your ride with any kind of manual transmission you want whatever size torque capability number of gears uh and we've got the guys from Trimic transmissions on And I'm telling you, not just any old guy. We've got Mike Kidd, aftermarket business manager, and we've got Matt Member, engineering director, the director of Tremec Transmissions on. And we're going to walk through, you know, like their lineup, you know, all the ins and outs and, you know, a little teaser. Uh, You know, we're talking about manuals, but there's this thing called DCT. And I'm sure most of you guys have started to hear about it by now, right? The new GT500, the new C8 Corvette. That is a whole different thing. I don't even know what to call it because it's kind of a manual and it's kind of not, you know. So uh, this is going to be an exciting uh, podcast today, man. It's yeah, right man. up our alley and what we kind of get geeked up about.
0: Exactly. And that, I'm telling you, man, that's no doubt the way of the future and what everybody's going to now. Um, you know, and it's, uh, it's it's one of those things, man. I expect performance-wise that to be kind of the norm here within. A couple years, especially for guys like us, you know, that really, really like that feel, like get a little action out of it. Um, it's, uh, you know, those twin clutch transmissions. It's, uh, it's a whole new game, man. I can't wait to get into it. So, you want to take a break now? We'll come back with our boys and set it all up.
1: Let's do it, man. I'm excited. All right, man. We got the men for this conversation lined right up. So, you guys uh, stick around, and uh, we'll be back just a second here. All
0: right, Mike and Matt, join us next on the Two Guys Garage Podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. Two Guys Ride Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And I appreciate you grabbing some time with us today. We have Mike and Matt from Trimic Transmission on the phone. And I'm telling you, man, these guys ready to drop all the bombs, allude to all the, you know, kind of cool things behind the curtain of your Trimic. You know, it's not just a manual transmission anymore. It's evolved, evolved into, you know, just a, a performance component. And, you know, Bird, you think of all the applications. You know, I got a Trimic in my vet. And I got to tell you, man, getting that thing... To where it can handle as much power and torque and the numbers i'm putting down on that thing was no easy task but there's no other company to go to like the, those are the transmissions you're like hey got to get a it, got to make it bulletproof got to have every bell and whistle and you know harden this and you know expert that in i can get in it man because you know the cars nowadays man they're putting down some major power and you got to get that power through that transmission and not a better company to do
1: so well, these are the guys that supply to all the OEs around the world for all the high performance cars, you know, bordering on supercars. Uh, and what's awesome is they're, they're smart enough. They realize that there's enough of us out here in the aftermarket that, you know, they can kind of steer these, you know, production quality and high intensity designed, you know, well engineered, you know, damn near bulletproof boxes in our direction. And we know exactly what to do with them. And uh, they've really kind of got a huge lineup. I mean, everything from, you know, either smallest and lightest and probably one of the nicest little shifting boxes, the T5, right? One that, you know, I think was in little pickup trucks and Mustangs back in the day. It's been in, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how many different uh, applications and whatnot. Uh, It's not the biggest, you know, torque handler, but that's when you move up to the TKO and that TKO 500 and 600, uh, you know, up to 600 foot-pounds. I mean, it is your go-to kind of hot-rodder five-speed, you know. And then you would talk yeah. about your uh, your T56. Or I think it's a TR6060. I mean, that is the bully dog, man. That's, that's the one that's in the Viper, you know, the GT500, right? And, you know, that's the one that can handle these massive amounts of power. They got the six speeds, the double overdrive, which means, you know, you can tear it up down low and go cruise it up on the highway speeds. Uh, and then you got this, this DCT floating out there, Yeah, you man. know, not quite in the aftermarket yet, but we're kind of watching and waiting to see if that's a something, uh, from a supercar kind of perspective that, uh, you know, someday we could probably get, uh, whether we have to junkyard salvage it, you know, wire the thing up all crazy. I mean, who knows what, how to control the thing. Cause now it's uh, a little bit more electronic, but, I mean, they got the full lineup. It's it's awesome, and I don't know. There's anywhere else to go but uh, the guys at Tremec.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like two separate manual transmissions, really, with their respective clutches, you know, contained uh, within within a housing. It's it's such a unique thing, and it's something that if you got in a rental car or a performance car in the last couple years, you, you probably experienced one. But man, these things are getting more mainstream. And imagine there's like you said, there's going to be a day where we can go harvest those. From salvage cars, from wrecked cars, and get our little grubby hands on, you know, putting those in some aftermarket bills. And oh man, I can't wait. Like, that's gonna be a good day. It's, it, you know, it's crazy to see where that technology has gone. And, and Mike, you know, y- you've had your hands in it for so long, bro. In, in your side of the coin, how has that been watching the, the manual transmission in a lot of ways kind of? almost disappear from what a lot of people are wanting out there but at the same time when it comes to performance a lot of guys coming back to the manual
2: yeah yeah I mean it's uh, it's amazing right I mean I've I've been in this business a long time and and uh, you know manuals have always been the thing and and to see this you know evolutionize into something you know something like this I mean it's just it's just a great product overall I mean you, you just uh, you can't outshift it I mean, it's faster yeah. than a human.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys are in shift times less than a hundred milliseconds. I mean, so if you think yeah. about uh, lap times, uh, what's a typical you know a fast driver shifting a you know a traditional manual? What, what kind of shift times are they knocking down? Like point two, point
2: four second. Yeah, I'll let Matt address that um, from an engineering standpoint.
3: Um, Matt, you better say point two. But yeah, I mean, it's it's in that range, and yeah, it's you know depends a lot on the driver um but you also have the the disadvantage of breaking torque you you push the clutch in you disengage the engine from the transmission even for a brief amount of time and you lose power and one of the advantages of the DCT is you're shifting your power path from one clutch to another simultaneously so you're you're never losing that um connection between the engine and the and the wheels so you you don't lose power as you do a shift and that's one of the um, significant advantages, and then the fact that that can happen in 100 milliseconds or less um, really gives you an advantage in, in something that you can't do in a manual.
1: Now, is that what they call the uh, over-torque shifting, or is that something separate?
3: No, I mean the just fundamentally the the DCT, the way it works, and Willie described it as you know two manual gearboxes kind of meshed together, and that's that's essentially what it is. Um, so when you go to do a shift. Um, the the computer has already figured out what you're going to go what your next gear is and so it will allow you to um to make that decision and by the time you've on ours by the time you've hit the paddle it's already made that shift um so it it feels that paddle start to move and before you release the paddle it's already shifted into the next gear it's that fast um so you really feel that connection because it's instant response um compared to an automatic that you might get um, where you have paddle shifts, but there's a lag and it's not really that engagement. We really strive to make sure it's it's directly connected. Um, and then we add in some other features like overshifts, where we actually provide a little bit of a torque boost um, in certain modes to give you that engine inertia bump. And you feel that in your seat, right? You feel that kind of pop as you shift. And that's just a blast to drive. Yeah, man.
0: It's like, a, you know, I rode a nitro bike one time with a big air shifter on it. You just push this button, like it's, I've never seen anything shift so fast in my life. You know, it's a, it's kind of like that, man. It's so crazy to think what is going on internally, and man, that it can h- handle just the amount of abuse you put that through. Think about, you know, a road course. How many times you're upshifting and downshifting, and just the environment as to w- what's going on in there, man. You're putting it through the ringer, and to think those things just take it and you know can handle that all day
1: is. That's absurd, man. That's, that's awesome. Well, like you said, I mean, if you're going around a track, how many times are you upshifting and downshifting? So just add up each oh and God, every man. one of those for every lap. So lap after lap, you can take however many, five, eight, you know, 10 shifts, uh, shorten them. And, you know, most of us have never seen, you know, a torque trace going through a transmission. So like in an automatic, you don't realize there's communication going on, then automatic transmission saying, hey, we're about to shift. So engine, please kind of back off back off and so the engine drops torque the transmission does a thing the engine power comes back on so you're losing those segments uh and what matt was talking about is because you've got these two different clutches uh you know one is in the drive mode it's connected it's got every bit of power going to the wheel well the other side of the transmission can do the whole gear shifting without having to you know bark the synchros or anything so it's already like mashed and ready to go and it just lets go of one clutch and you know, grabs the other one, you know, just like that. And poof, man, you got full power. It sounds like full power or at least, you know, some yep. higher magnitude than we're used to with other shifts and happens so dang lightning fast that, uh, man, you're probably picking up some pretty good speed on every lap.
3: The the other fun thing you can do with that. And, and what we do is, is offer these different drive modes. So when you're on the track, you want those those shifts to be as fast as possible. And, and with the, the most power you can get. So you're getting your lap times. But if you take a, uh, a C8 or even the GT500 and you're cruising on the highway, you're you're just doing a drive on the weekend, you want it to feel smooth as well. And so how we how fast we can do those shifts, how we change that power, we can make it feel very different. So you can have a car that feels great to drive in a long distance kind of casual way. And then is a monster on the track and you feel that difference. And it's almost like driving two it's, different cars. And it's just a lot yeah, of man. fun to Bert, do. Y-
0: you've seen it before on tuning grass when, you know, I don't care if you got a Hellcat or a, you know, I'm sitting in my garage right now. CTSV is behind me. You know, when, when those cars shift, if you're watching the graph itself, You'll see the ECM and transmission talk to one another, and and they'll actually be pulling spark, pulling you know timing out, dropping fuel like it's this big like it just kills it the shift. It's big momentum loss, right? And with these, with these, you lose nothing, man. You actually get a little bump. Uh, and power and torque as it as it grabs the gear it's such a notable difference on how the car performs uh, under a you know under a lead foot or a throttle jockey like you and I. Uh, so it really does give you a big boost in you know that ET or that time slip when you come off the track. you're like, wow, I made up some time right there man I trimmed I trimmed a nice you know second you know second and a half off. it, it, it can make a big impact on your course times.
1: Yeah. And, you know, some of us need that extra, you know, lift on our track times. Um, But it sounds like it's cool because you can put it in, you know, like I said, different modes for uh, whether you're cruising, having some fun or really just going out there and getting mega aggressive. But also, uh, I think you can put it in pretty much an automatic type mode where you don't have to think about things. Or if you want that control, then you can do, you know, kind of the paddle shift. And, you know, a lot of people are familiar with paddle shifts, but it's with an automatic. So you got a torque converter in there, there's squishiness going on, like not the same kind of thing uh, that you'd have with this type of setup, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned at the beginning, you know, we, we love our manuals as well, and that's been our heritage. And so one of the things that was very important for us and very important for our customers is to be able to create that connected feel when you're in, the man- when you're in manual mode you know you're still in control you're still the one commanding it what to do when you go to automatic it's going to make the shifts for you it's going to make decisions um but you still have that option to go to manual or go to a uh, temporary manual if you just want it briefly um you just have to tap the paddles and you get control for a brief amount of time and you can still have that connected feel in the car but you can also let it do what it's it's made to do and let the computer do the thinking and it's going to make you know, the optimal decisions. And we put a lot of effort into making sure that, you know, the software is doing the right thing, giving you the shifts that you would expect or want to have. Um, But when you go to manual, you have control of it. And you're the one that gets to make the decisions, whether they're the right ones or not, um, but you can have fun with it. And that's part of the fun of driving, right? And we didn't want to lose that. And that's important for our heritage. It's important for our customers that the cars still give that um, option to the drivers to still maintain that feel and that connectedness to the car all
1: right on man because you know sometimes it is more fun to make the wrong decision (laughs) right and to give me that option giddy up you know (laughs) now man i got a question for you as engineering director i mean so you guys have this long history of manuals right and all of a sudden you're making some huge decisions with your company on right going in this completely new direction I mean, how, how did that sit with you guys, you know, in that whole, um, you know, we're going to step off of, you know, everything we know and, and, and take on this endeavor. I mean, what was that like? And, and now that we're full circle, we've got the GT500 out in the C8 and, and they're just kicking ass. How does that feel?
3: It it feels great to see those come out on the market. And this was a, a long, um, long road to get there. Um, A strategy decision that was made a long time ago to enhance what we were doing in the manual side. Um, It's no secret that overall the the manuals are getting rarer. Um, We still enjoy a a pretty healthy business on that side. And, you know, for the the aftermarket side, it's a great business. Um, But the reality is that in the mainstream vehicles, they're moving to automatics or something away from manuals, um, in part because those Teenagers that are growing up now don't know how to drive a manual. Um, but nah, 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 for nah, us, nah. the DCT, <laughs> made, <laughs> the DCT <laughs> made a lot of sense because it builds on that manual um, base. It, it in, in its core, it's gears and synchronizers and uh, shift systems that are very much taken directly from the manual business. And then you add the electronics, you add the um, hydraulic systems to control it on top of that. And that's, no small feat but it fits very well with that heritage that we have and so it really was a natural flow um, but we certainly had a lot to, a lot to grow and, and develop in our company and that's one of the things that's fun looking back now is um, you know we've built up now this incredible software and controls um, side of our business that we didn't have before and that opens up a lot of doors for us going forward.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, well, yeah. We'll talk more about these doors here in just a second, man. We got to take a break now. And I got to tell you, man, this is all good stuff. Hope you guys are taking notes. Follow along. I don't think anything relies on human laziness more than like a 30 day risk free trial and an automatic transmission. So we're talking Trimix. We're talking the latest, the greatest. And we'll be back in just a minute on the Two Guys Garage podcast. Hang on. All right, it's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Mike Kid. We have Matt Memmer from Trimic Transmission. And, man, I got to tell you, these guys are full of the goods, man. If you're thinking about upgrading your ride, you know, it's one thing to have the old school, you know, three pedals and four speed in there. But those things are so long gone and so just worn out. And I realize sometimes you get stuck between I need to save money and you only live once. Right, I realize that, but at the same time, there is no better upgrade. Hell, I'm working on a 60 Bel Air, man, and I'm building the car around the engine and transmission combo because... I decided to go with a trimic in it. And I was like, you know what? That changes the entire dynamic of the car. So now I want to have more drivability in it. I want to do things in this car that I wasn't doing before. So I'm adding a little handling to it, adding a little suspension, adding AC, because I plan on driving this 1960 Bel Air. So I'm telling you, man, this can really change your perspective on how you use and abuse your old school hot rod muscle car rat wad whatever you're restoring you put this you know this new trimic in there and you know some upgrade suspension and brakes dude and you got a, a fantastic ride and it comes performance it comes muscle car anything you want man they got them for all kinds of applications nowadays
1: yeah there's two two aspects of uh any old car right one is the dream in your head right Oh, the vision you have, the the fun you're going to have riding in this thing and all the places you're going to go and all the things you're going to do. And then there's the reality of, wow, I'm uh, screaming RPMs on the highway. My friends are leaving me behind. You know, damn, if I didn't have an overdrive, maybe even a double overdrive. You know, the fun factor isn't quite up to what your dream, what was in your head. And, and like Willie said, you know, you, you got to kind of put those things together when you're putting your ride together. And, you know, Picking your powertrain, picking your transmission are two of the biggest things that you can do because all of a sudden now um, your, your capability and your fun factor go go screaming high. And so now instead of, uh, you know, oh all you know, my friends are going on this hot rod cruise, you know, I'll catch up with them in a half an hour or I'm going to have my engine screaming at me and I'm getting anxiety. It's like, let's go boys, (laughs) let's giddy up, get on it. Man, you throw that five speed in there, you throw that six speed in there. I mean, they're so readily available and there's so many adapter kits and whatnot for all kinds of different engine combinations and shifter locations, right? All the tricks you need to hook up your Speedos and everything else. Uh, It's just a little shopping list. Here's what I need. This is the car I got in the configuration. Right. And all of a sudden that original dream you had of all the fun, you know, with this ride now can happen, you know? Yeah, it, man. It's, it's amazing.
0: Exactly. So Mike, Matt, which one do you want to tease us about the new Magnum F? Cause that is one nasty <laughs> transmission. I'm sure a lot of people want to hear about it. So tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So this is Mike. Um, you know, we, uh, we, we started out uh, a few years back with the Magnum series, right? And and we came out with the original Magnum and said, hey, we got three different shifter positions and we could just about put it in any vehicle, right? But, you know, and then we went to the Magnum XL and said we can fit into the to the five and up Mustang and and give you a direct shift um, and give you that six P with a double overdrive. But one of the things that we were lacking was how do we fit into the old F car, the GM F car, right? And go for that 93 to 02. Um, so we we just came out with the Magnum F, which is basically the the main box is the Magnum still so you still get the six speed double overdrive, but it, the tail shaft is set up so that the shifter is a little bit further back than a regular Magnum, not quite as far back as Magnum XL, and it's offset towards the driver a little bit, so that it comes up perfectly into that uh, GMF car application. Um, same gear ratio is still available as what was in the Magnum. Um, it's almost a direct almost a direct swap in um the difference being that the old school t56 that was in those cars had a 27 output or 27 spline output and the new magnum f has a 31 spline output so it's a little bit larger diameter output
1: this is a all-around beefier box right you got the larger face width on the gears it can handle more torque right the output is a is all set up for it um and the, the killer here man is it's all the Magnum stuff that, like you said, drops right in the F-body cars, yeah. and and that'll go back into third gens too. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So it will go back into third gens, and I'll tell you something that we recently have have been learned learned is that uh, these guys are actually taking this transmission and putting it into some of these LS swapped uh, foreign cars, the Supra and the and the Mazda Miata and a few other BMW and then and so yeah, man. yeah.
1: RX7s. Yeah. And, so they got yeah. Did you guys even realize, like, how how that would, you know, transpire? Like, you're, you're working on one market, and you realize there's a whole other group of guys out there that are Jones and Ford. Yeah, 10? yeah. I mean, we, you know, <laughs> we,
2: when we started this out, I mean, we knew guys were using Magnums trying to do that. But we knew that they had to make some really funky shifters, right? They were offset and, you know, uh, set back like eight inches towards you know, towards the rear of the vehicle. And so, as soon as we came out with the F car transmission these guys were like, man, that's the exact, you know, that's what we're looking for. We needed that. So everybody was excited about it. And next thing you know, we're, uh, we're into, uh, you know, some better applications. So.
0: You know, Mike, it's kind of like the onion ring. You find in your French fries. You didn't know how good it was going to be until you got it. You're like, Oh, that's perfect, man. That's
2: perfect.
1: right. <laughs> <on>. Right <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Everybody loves that extra. Yeah, man, it uh, <laughs> but
0: seriously, man, it, it's, it's a great way because so many people have expanded, you know, there's, There's different websites and social media places you can go, and LS swap everything. People are moving coyotes into everything. The Gen 3 Hemis are getting transferred now. It's it's great to see these modern drivetrains and engines, you know, just kind of get moved into some of these older platforms and some of the, you know, the off the normal path, beaten path, you know, routine. Like, you know, I'll never forget at SEMA last year, we saw a BMW with a Gen 3 Hemi in it. You know, these things are really being you know, the sky's the limit on applications and where to go, but they always have one commonality and that's you guys behind all these engines, Re- regardless of what they're in. It's always a trimic behind them, backing them up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've, we've been fortunate, you know, we, we, uh, you know, you said we, we come from that OEM heritage and, uh, you know, have taken those transmissions and, and, uh, been able to, uh, give us a different shift of locations and make it adapt to a lot of different applications. It's been good business for you.
1: Well, like I said, it's, it's a very smart yeah. move. Cause you've got all the refinement, you know, kind of the evolution refinement over the years, all of the engineering, the testing, the durability, right. All the functionality is there. And, you know, so often I see in, you know, the OEs or the suppliers, I mean, yeah, that's their business. They're thinking about, right. What is that new car? need right what am i filling with that new car need and you guys have just always had that extra vision that says wait a minute there's there's two markets here right and we're set up very strategically to cover both and and you've gone out of your way because that's all it takes it takes leveraging 98 percent of all the work that you've already done and putting in that extra two to five that says hey man these guys really need a different case they need a different shifter spot you know let's get provisions for uh you know a cooler whatever it is um you know you guys have have given it to the aftermarket in ways that um you know that we needed that we want and it's it's awesome it's a it's a great pairing of 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 your skills and and how you guys have played the game and and uh, we certainly appreciate it from both ends cuz we got nice new cars and we got killer old cars yeah. you know <laughs> I, got, hey,
0: I i got a question what's what's next like where do you see where do you see trimic in five seven ten years from now and what's going to be the new crazy thing that we're looking at there is it going to be electric is there going to be some sort of you know crossover into that where, where do you see this technology leading you into in the next five to ten
3: um I think we're we're looking at a lot of different markets but can't ignore the the trends that are pointing towards electric and as vehicles go to go to all-electric or go to hybrid and then to electric, and especially in the performance space and in the supercar space, we're seeing that um, go as fast or faster than the, the mainstream area. So um, we've certainly kept that in mind as we're um, developing the new DCT products, um, and I mentioned in, in doing those, we developed a, a team that's very strong on the controls and software side, um, which really helps us to position for how do we make products that are still going to figure out a way to deliver power to the wheels, because that's still what driving is going to be about, no matter where that source of that power is, um, and control that and manage it and still give, um, hopefully, the the fun and the excitement of driving these cars, whether they're a hybrid, whether they're full electric, or whether they stay with the traditional internal combustion. Um, but we think we've we've been able to develop some of those um background skills and knowledge that'll help us take that that step with the cars as they evolve and as the powertrains evolve and get us into the same um same types of performance areas and segments that we've always enjoyed but maybe with a slightly different power source yeah
1: that's Um, smart so
3: that's one of the main areas and then aftermarket is one of the other big ones that we continue to try and evolve and keep up with
0: Absolutely, that aftermarket I feel like is gonna be huge and you guys continue to branch out and dive into that. And I don't mean to steal words from Bobby Unser, but he said one time success is where preparation and opportunity meet. And you guys tend to be at that those crossroads, you know, all the time. You kind of live there. Uh and it's just great to see, man. It's for us on this end, it's just a great way to be able to take what we see in drivetrains and power and throw it in, you know, our crazy, you know, I'm building a 73 Mercedes right now. I'm building a 60 Bel Air, I'm building all these crazy weird cars. You would never think to, you know, to have as a hot rod, but that's what makes it fun, you know, and you guys are allowing us to make those transitions really easy and simple and get all the performance of these modern cars. Well,
1: Mike, I got a question for you. So on the aftermarket side, right, we talked about kind of the future of, of maybe OE uh, on the aftermarket side, man we got this magnum f. What else do you guys maybe have brewing over there for uh for us hot rod guys
2: yeah, yeah, so you know we 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 talked about hot rods right and we have we have all these great transmissions that fit into the into the hot rods and that and uh but we've just recently we've taken uh one of our truck transmissions and uh, it's a five speed overdrive transmission with uh, a six six sixteen first gear and a seven six overdrive. And uh, we've got one of our distributors that's now adapting that into four-wheel drive applications and offering that huh? for a uh, Oh, damn! Yeah, you might have you seen something at SEMA last year with the Bronco in the Ford booth. So yeah. Oh. It has a 4050 in it. It's a TR4050. Oh,
1: right nice. on, man. I probably blew right by that thing. That yeah. is killer. Yeah. Oh, that's huge because, um, yeah. I mean, Will, he's, he's a huge off-road guy. And, um, uh, there you go. Yeah, to yeah, get a man. box right to get a box that can do all the off-road stuff right all the interfaces uh oh. but still be able to right get that five speed that overdrive in there yeah. uh well, that'd be
0: absolutely incredible yeah man that'd be freaking
2: awesome yeah with well, the 616 first <laughs> gear six yeah yeah <laughs> dude when you said that i was like damn mm-hmm. bro, that's a
1: crawler
2: and yeah go rock crawling and drive it home with yep. the overdrive
1: <laughs> man that so is, now I, i'm thinking about all different kinds of projects <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, man. Oh, and sometimes that's all it is—like one big cool thing comes out, and you think about wrapping a whole project around it. You know, like.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to make exactly. a lot of guys happy out
2: there. Oh yeah.
1: So is that is that available now? That's on the market. Yep, and- that's available
2: now. It's uh, exclusive through uh, Silver Sport Transmissions. It's one of our distributors
1: okay and you said they've got uh some kits and helpers to oh, yeah. uh, to do all the mating and whatnot yeah
2: they're doing they're doing several different vehicles they've got several kits created already for the jeep the ford uh some gm applications so yeah they're they're doing a really good job with it over there wow Dude, that's right. huge
1: that's hot stuff right there very yeah, very <laughs> cool you guys always have something brewing so we're gonna have to make sure to get you back before too long and and see what else is coming down the pipeline <laughs>
0: Exactly, man. Yeah. Where do people find you guys socially and kind of keep up on what you guys are doing, man, especially with all this new stuff you guys are, you know, just releasing around the corner?
2: Yeah. So, you know, we're, you know, we have our website, www.tremic.com, And uh, anybody who's looking for technical help can reach out to us through our 800 number, the 800-401-9866.
0: Hey, man, Mike, Matt, we really appreciate your time, appreciate what you guys are doing. Keep up the great work, man, and we will definitely, definitely talk soon. And, guys, don't forget about our show, Air Weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. episodes also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand. Thanks to our guests, Mike Kidd and Matt Memmer from Trimic Transmissions. Uh, and don't forget our producer, Scoop, our executive producer, Bob Ecker.
1: Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us on social, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Two Guys Garage. Now, this Two Guys Garage Podcast is a copyright 2020, Britain Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved.
0: There you go, man. Dude, I'm telling you, they got it down, dude. And that just having that availability and all these cool things that they're coming out with, God, man, hot rods will never be the same. Gone are the days when the guys got the four speed, you know, rolling. 70 80 miles an hour with this tongue hanging out you know now you can you can get out there and dance with the best of them
1: that's right and the power and torque that you can put down man so it's like a double win ah oh, i love it i'm getting fired up i need to go row some gears <laughs> have fun bro let's close this out man it's time to go yeah. row to gears all right guys go out there and bang them we'll see you on the next two guys garage podcast you Guys Garage Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.